Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Andrew McCart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Always delighted to be joined by the main man. You are the main man. You, you, have, you have had a great trip, haven't you? One of the best. I mean, how's your life getting on at the moment? You the missus ain't happy, but I'm happy. It's like, this is a great story, yeah. right? Because, you know, limited reporter... Right, blags a job, right? Boxing fan basically goes, I can do a bit of that, mm-hmm. and ends up having five weeks like in Vegas during a pandemic, covering your countrymen become undisputed. Haney Linares, Canelo, Canelo, you've had it right off, son, right off. Was like, I joking about a limited bit? By well, uh, listen, I am. You, you, you are. You're right. You're, I'm, I am limited. I'm living the dream. I am limited. But I, I wanted. I do want to just. You said to Coogan that was. I've been rattled for three weeks. Yeah, I've, been I've heard a lot of stories. I've been rattled once. Once. And that was directly after Josh Taylor. You were so pissed. I heard that you were having arguments with yourself, basically. Like you were. Someone was going on about. You to some chair or something. I don't know. You were like talking to a chair or something after that fight. I don't know. But apparently, apparently you were, you know. And we know Josh likes to enjoy himself as well, and yes. rightly so. I can imagine those celebrations were great. Oh, would have been better if you were there. Yeah, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you came out a week early, we could uh, yeah, we could have took you with us. But you are here for Devin Haney, Lenares. I mean, the odds for Lenares are are quite low. Like Devin is the heavy favourite going into this fight. I mean, is that disrespectful to, to Lenares or is that just a compliment to Devin Haney? It's probably a bit of both, probably down to the job that, that we do and Devin does, you know, on, on the hype train, really. You know, I think we all hype Devin Haney because we believe he's the best lightweight in the world. If you want to be analytical and look at a resume, never boxed anyone in the league of Jorge Lenares. In his prime, where he is now and where is Jorge Lenares? I think he looks absolutely fantastic. I think Robert Diaz, um, Golden Boy, Lenares, all throwing everything into this fight. I think he's bang up for it, really confident. I think this is more like a 50-50 fight than the bookmakers suggest. But if Devin is what we think and hope he is and believe he is, then I think you're going to see a special performance on Saturday. But a brilliant fight. Brilliant, brilliant fight. 
We talk about the lightweight division, everyone's talked about this lightweight division in 135 where the guys like Teofimo Lopez, Devin, Tanks, hovering there and there about Shakur Stevenson talked about coming up, you've got Ryan Garcia still there. Does Devin need to go out there on Saturday night and put on a statement like a masterclass for 12 rounds or even stop Linares to stamp his authority in this division? Yeah, for me, I just want to see him win. Mm. But of course, any time you can make a statement, you know, I want him to come out of Saturday night and then call out Lopez, Tank, Ryan Garcia and I want the public to go make those fights wow they are mega fights because then the broadcasters are on board and then we've got much more chance so he's got huge backing Devin Haney from us and DAZN you know if, if there's an opportunity to fight a big fight on another platform you know we've seen DAZN's willingness to make that, that happen and you know let people take opportunities and come back to the platform as stars or whatever we'd love to do those fights on DAZN um, but I just feel that a great performance a statement you know, we'll put him in a good position. The Gamboa fight was difficult because Gamboa didn't really come to win. He came to survive. After a couple of rounds, he went into his shell. And it was a dominant performance, but Linares is different. Linares will come to win. Linares will let his hands go. It's going to be a brilliant fight. You know, name a Jorge-Linares fight that isn't exciting. Like, he's always in great well, fights. I always remember the Kevin Mitchell one. Oh, that's one of my favourite fights. I mean, Mitchell had him down in that fight. You know, Kev, without the eye injury I believe would have won that fight and become world champion but Linares is a great champion freeweight world champion and he lives the life and he's trained like an animal for this fight saw him on the scales looks fantastic it's going to be a really hard fight Devin comes through Saturday I was with Teofimo at his media workout now he he basically says that every time there's talk about that fight being made between him and Devin Haney Devin turns a blind eye what do you need to do I mean we've seen what you've done with Canelo getting him all these fights with uh, Billy Joe Saunders and, and Cam Smith but what do you need to do to get this fight with, with Lopez how big a deal and what do you have to do to offer this man money that's what it comes oh, down to yeah of course it does Devin Haney is, was wanting to fight Teofimo Lopez for a long time you know um, Teofimo's been with top rank I don't know if he's still with him or he's where that contract uh, lies at the moment I know there's been some disputes but for me, can do that fight on ESPN, can do that fight on DAZN. If Devin wins on Saturday, we'll be looking to make Teofimo Lopez and top rank, if that's who it is, a major offer to do that fight because that's a massive fight. Um, don't forget, Devin Haney, you know, with this belt situation, no one wanted to be elevated from interim champion to world champion, okay? Devin Haney said to me, I want to fight Lomachenko. So I said... Let's go down the WBC route. Let's get a final eliminator. Let's become his mandatory. He did all that. He went down. He won the final eliminator. He won the interim belt. And top rank requested to the WBC. They avoid that fight and become franchise champion. Loma didn't, by the way. Just want to put that out there. Loma didn't. Loma would have fought Devin Haney, no problem. And he still will today. Top rank requested that. Okay? They approved it. When he moved to franchise champion, they made Devin Haney world champion. We didn't want that. We wanted him to fight Lomachenko. That was the whole plan. Teofimo then fought Lomachenko and got the win. So for us, I feel like this is, goes some way to cement Devin's credibility as a world champion. But people won't be happy till he fights maybe another champion or a Teofimo or because of how the belt you know, yeah. was, was given to him. Really, let's not dress it up. He didn't want to be given the belt. He wanted to fight, fight a champion. So now he has to do a little bit more to get that credibility, unfortunately. But he's more than willing to fight anyone. Bill Haney and Devin Haney would not turn down Tank, Teofimo, Ryan Garcia, Lomachenko. They would take all of those fights in a heartbeat. But this is the one we've got to focus yeah. on. And this is the one will tell us if he's good enough to win those fights. 
Maybe he gets beat on Saturday. You know, you can easily get beat to Jorge Lomachenko. It's a fantastic fight. Look at his fight with Lomachenko. You know, it wasn't too long ago. People were saying, oh, he's finished his shot. He's a, he's a world-class fighter. So Saturday will tell us what we need to know. Riddle me this then, Eddie. The WBC have... have riddle me this. Riddle me this. The WBC have said that Haney is the world champion, but then they've also said that Lopez is undisputed. No, they, but they, so who is the WBC champion? If he is undisputed so, and he is, uh, Haney is the world champion, then there's the two world champions in that, in that division. The other governing bodies do not recognise the franchise champion as a world champion. So he cannot be undisputed. He should be undisputed. Yeah. You, know, you just heard an interview there. Yeah. Uh, you know, where a reporter said to me, but isn't undisputed just the best in the division? It's like, not really, no. I mean, this is the whole reason we have to defend these belts as mandatories. Undisputed is the one who wins all the belts. So, but with the other governing bodies not recognising Teofimo Lopez as undisputed, you can't say on paper he's undisputed. Now, should he be? Should the fans think he is? Yes. He beat Lomachenko, who at the time was undisputed. Um, so, actually, he wasn't undisputed because, uh, yeah, 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 franchise. So, but he was the man. So, yes, he should be because, you know, but unfortunately he's not. So, the only way Tiafimo can on paper become an undisputed champion is to beat Devin. Love Tiafimo, by the way. Think he's great. Should be undisputed. He's not. So let's see what happens Saturday and let's see, like, like you said, what do you have to do to make those fights happen? You have to pay a lot of money. It's basically how you make those fights happen. And I know you can do it, Eddie. I've got faith in you, mate. I've got faith in you. I just want to get your thoughts on Teofimo Lopez. He basically, he also said to me that Josh Taylor is scared to fight him uh, and stuff like that. What do you make of them remarks? Uh, I think it's a great fight. I mean, look, Josh Taylor's proved that he's not scared of fighting anybody. He's you know, one of the quickest routes to Undisputed so far. And... You know, fought a very good fighter in Regis Progre, uh, beat Berencic, fought Jose Ramirez. There's tougher fights out there for Josh Taylor, but you can't really accuse him of, you know, dodging anyone or anything like that. He's done brilliant. So um, I think Tiafimo against Josh Taylor is a brilliant fight. Brilliant fight, as is Josh Taylor against Terence Crawford. And I think they're the fights that, you know, Josh should be searching for because he's, he's done what he's done. Now he's got to get paid. Do you know what I mean? So I saw Jack Catterall last night. He's like, yeah. do you think he'll fight me? I was like, I can't see, unless Josh Taylor says, oh, I'll take small money. He did want that Edinburgh fight in, in Edinburgh, and it's but easy for money. Yeah. You know, if I'm Josh Taylor now, I'm thinking, wow, like I'm undisputed in 18 fights. Like, I, I need a fortune now. Mm. Thank you. So good luck. Good luck and see what happens. Speaking of undisputed, you know, you've called me a fan, which I am, a boxing fan, a limited reporter, which I'll take that as a compliment. Um, the undisputed fight we all wanted to see was that heavyweight. Unfortunately, you spoke to Coogan for an hour and a half, re- referenced this, but I do want to pick up on something that I heard you say yesterday when I was earwigging in other interviews. You said that you, you've, AJ's fulfilled his mandatory. He, oh, you talk about letters from uh, these governing bodies. He's done it. He's fought mandatory. He's fought mandatory. Pulev and all these guys. And you, I heard you say that you don't want to be governed by these governing bodies. Does that mean that you could possibly vacate that WBO belt to against Usyk to go and fight somebody else? And what, what's the situation there? That that's not our preference. Mm. But the well, the point I was making in the interview yesterday is that we're always being told we have to do this. You have to do this. This guy has to get this split. This guy has to get this split. And I, after a while, and the reason we've done that all along is because he wants to become undisputed. So when the Fury fight falls through, you kind of feel like deflated. It's like, is this ever going to happen? Because when you look at, I feel, and I've, I feel really passionate about AJ's resume, right, as a heavyweight. 
not just in terms of the quality of it, but the fact that he's not had any gimmies along the way, right? So when you look at it, he's a throwback fighter that he's continuously having to defend his belt. That comes with being a, cha- a multi-belt champion. No, no way, way around it. But since he beat Vladimir Klitschko, after that fight, we got a letter from the IBF to say, you must fight Kubrat Pulev. It's not see if that fight's possible. It's this is the order and this is the split. All right? Okay, we understand. So he goes to fight Kubrat Pulev. Kubrat Pulev pulls out a week before. They go down to number two. It's Carlos Takam. We have to then negotiate with him because he's a mandatory. He takes care of that. Next fight, he fights a unification fight against Joseph Parker. Win that. Well, we're on top of the world. Let's try and make undisputed. Boom. There's a letter. You've got to fight Alexander Povetkin. And here's his money. Here's his split. On you go. Okay, we understand. He fights Alexander Povetkin. Then, okay, we've got a voluntary. Nice. All right. Who does he pick? Andy Ruiz. Mm. Not exactly a gimme, is it? I mean, let's be honest. You know, as we're seeing now, top, top five heavyweight in the world. Certainly top ten heavyweight in the world. Loses. Okay. Beats him. Oh, now we can go on to Undisputed. Woom, there's a letter. You've now got to fight Kubrat Pulev. And this is the split. Fuck's sake. Kubrat Pulev don't deserve that. Sorry. Or you'll get stripped. All right, well, look. We want to fight Fury for the Undisputed, so we have to do it. Fights Kubrat Pulev, knocks him out. Great. Go on to the Undisputed. Undisputed falls through. Wallop, there's a letter. You must fight Usyk. Okay, no problem. But it's like, if the deal's right... Are you tired? No, I'm never tired. But if if the deal's right, listen, I've got a good relationship with Alex Krasik and and Usyk. He is 100% our preference to fight next. 100%. But let's see, you know, and I I don't think the negotiations will be unrealistic from Team Usyk. Hopefully everyone's just sensible and we just get it done. Mm -hmm. But I just was making the point yesterday that, you know, and maybe tired might be a good word, but it's just constantly, he's never, outside of Ruiz, which we all saw what happened, and that was a, a tough pick, as a voluntary, there was no Tom Schwartz. There was no, you know, no disrespect to Otto Wallin. You know, there was no, um, you know, uh, Trevor Trevor Bryan. You know, like easy, like just to go. Oh, do you know what? Let's just have an easy one. Let's just go and make some money. He's always gone. I have to develop. I have to defend my belts because that's my role as a champion. And all we're doing is fighting off governing bodies who are trying to go, oh, no, our one's next. No, our one's next. That's like, whoa, whoa, guys, hang on. Mm. So, anyway, I think I'm confident we'll fight Usyk next. Hopefully we'll get that done in the next few days. But it was just a point to say, we're not going to be, you know, he shouldn't be told what to do. One good thing about the franchise championship, and this is why a lot of the promoters like it, mm. this is why Bob asked for it for Lomachenko, is you have no mandatories. Mm. Right? So you can do what you want. But I don't necessarily agree with that because if you have a fighter that's a contender, how do you get a shot at the belt if you don't become mandatory? So, look, I'm I'm quietly confident Usyk will be next and we'll see what happens over the next few days. You say quietly confident if that doesn't come through because, like, you know, you've been banging that drum that AJ Fury is going to happen. Like, we're probably that close to it. Like, but it didn't happen. So we know in boxing things can change. Now, if that fight doesn't come along and you don't get the Usyk fight over the line with Joshua, a lot of people are making noise for that white rematch. Would you entertain that fight going forward because yeah, sure. it's a big fight back in the, back home it's always been a fight that AJ has wanted mm-hmm. and I know Dillian White wants to fight as well of course it, it still comes down to numbers mm-hmm. we tried to make that fight with Dillian before he didn't feel like the offer was right um, yes I mean that's if, if the Usyk fight doesn't happen that's definitely right up there as probably option number two Andy Ruiz has been on that's a huge fight again in America the number three um, Luis Ortiz is another fight I've spoke to Louis de Cubis about but I think 
those options come into play if we can't reach a deal with Alexander Usyk. So, and, and I think we will. So, but you know, I, I think AJ against Dillian White is inevitable. And this is another thing I talk about about the letters. If those letters didn't come, we would have seen AJ White too. But like, we're being told who to fight. Mm. And I think AJ deserves a lot more credit because he's always gone through him. You know, didn't really fancy, like the Povetkin fight straight after Joseph Parker. Povetkin ain't an easy fight. What was it, four years ago, whenever it was, three years ago. Wasn't an easy fight at the time. Um, so he went through it, he'd done it. You know, he was ill in, in that fight and ended up taking the fight, getting the win. And then, and then after Ruiz, it's like, oh, finally, we've got the belts back. Bosh, Pulev, okay. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, the Fury fights, you know, we're all absolutely devastated. Don't worry. That's who you're fighting yeah, next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what how, how is AJ's mood then with all this? Good. He, was, he never really felt that Fury wanted the fight. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, you know, I met Fury. I'd like to believe that he wanted the fight all along. Just feels like there was no... Actually, I haven't seen the interview with John Fury, but I saw it being reported where he basically said he was told the arbitrary... So exactly what I said. So it's nice that me and John Fury agree on something for once. So maybe we and him, Tyson Fury, were lied to, mm. you know, all along, that it wasn't a problem. And because we wouldn't have gone down this route. We wouldn't have messed around. We wouldn't have put the work in. You know, I wouldn't now have to go back to our partners in Saudi Arabia and say, mate, I'm, I can't believe this. I'm so sorry. You know, it's embarrassing. So people need to realise, and, and that was good of John Fury to say that, where... He was told, absolutely arbitration, no problem at all. They had the right to terminate, or they had the ability to terminate, and they didn't. And they didn't. So they either fucked up, or the whole thing absolutely stinks. Both. So it is what it is. Uh, in terms of AJ's mood, gutted, because he spent the last four months in his head thinking about knocking Tyson Fury out. Training for Tyson Fury. Bringing sparring partners in for Tyson Fury. Eating, sleeping, Tyson Fury because he wanted to do a job on him. So now, after all that work, you turn around and go, right, you're now fighting a smaller guy than Tyson Fury, a southpaw, you know, different yeah. So reset camp, bring everyone, you know, and it's not like, you don't just turn around in seven we weeks and go. Reset camp, Jerome yeah, Miller. Exactly, and that, but we mucked up there, mm. right? Because we were all, you know, I think all of us probably have to take a little bit of blame on that fight because we just felt like, you know, it, we were unbeatable, three weeks come in, Andy Ruiz will do I mean the style's completely different we tried to bring in sparring partners maybe at that point we should have said let's bin the fight but no one wanted to we'd sold out Madison Square Garden AJ can beat this guy no problem and when he prepared properly in the second fight he didn't lose a round so that's the same kind of thing with Usyk so we're not going to make the mistake to go oh let's go in uh, end of July early August and do a eight week camp for Usyk no reset set your mind get the training right, get the sparring right, because Usyk is a fantastic fighter. He's a pound-for-pound pound great. He's an undisputed cruiserweight world championship. This is not an easy fight. We can't afford to do what we did against Andy Ruiz. So, yeah, he is super cool. Like, he never gets flustered. He never gets pissed off. He, he, he understands the business. He told me... These people, they wanted to use you as a scapegoat. He said, they said, you know, they wanted you to say, you failed, you couldn't deliver this, and you did it all. You'd done it all, you delivered this fight, and they couldn't do it. You know, they couldn't bring themselves to take this fight. And it comes down to uh, control, it comes down to a toxic side 
of the boxing business. That maybe, you know, I can't say I was naive on because I know it exists. But I trusted people, I took their word. I felt like everybody wanted to do this fight for boxing and everyone wanted to deliver this fight for their client because it was absolutely massive. And Tyson Fury's there now losing 60 or $70 million through incompetence mm. and probably mistrust. But over to you, mate. I uh, know. Did you watch Frank, Frank Warren's interview with Uma? No. Um, I hate doing this sort of thing. I hate that he said, he said type thing. But he basically said that you were announcing the fight constantly, constantly, and it might have played on the arbitration's mind, saying, "Listen, this this is still going on. This arbitration." So, yeah, I mean, he said that the fight wasn't signed. We we all signed a contract probably three months ago to move forward this fight. We also had to sign another one for the site agreement, and there was there was more paperwork to do. But everyone was comfortable. His lawyers were on the phone. I don't know, multiple conversations with Saudi Arabia, clearing off all the points. Tyson Fury phoned Saudi Arabia, had the conversation with him. Everything was confirmed and guaranteed. Everyone was moving forward. But when you look back at the comments from Bob and Frank, no one, like, at what point did they go, this is amazing, this is going to be a great event, we're moving forward with a fight. It wasn't. It was like, they won't get the money. It's unrealistic for August. You know, he's just talking, talking. And it's not about announcing the fight, announcing the fight. I just wanted to... Like, I think I just come from a different era. You got that on me all day, right? When I'm at shows, so I want to keep. I want to tell you what's happening. I want to give you the good news. You can't. So now what you're saying you're blaming me that the arbitrator ruled against. Yeah, well done. Great. So um, I don't know. The mad thing is, is that it's cost Bob Arum and Frank Warren like just absolute fortunes. But in a way, I think they're quite happy. Because they just couldn't bring themselves to accept that we delivered this. And I look back and it's like, how? The mindset of the. The, the right word. Evil's the wrong word, because I don't like that word. But, you know, this, this green eyed promoter where it's like, I can't let it do it. I can't. It's like, just let it go, mate. Just it, let it happen. Yeah. This is going to be amazing. You're going to be part of history. We're going to be part of history. Bob, this is so good for boxing. But they couldn't allow him. So, and I'm not saying it's Frank. You know, I know <laughs> Bob's definitely at fault here and top rank are. Um, but it's only when I look at Frank's comments in the build-up that he never wanted this fight either. But you think you've got, you know, whether you're in it for yourself or greed to make all that money. I'm sure he was taking a nice commission off Tyson Fury. But forget that personal greed and think about how great that would have been. Yeah. And these are boxing people. I mean, whatever you say about Warren and Aaron, they're boxing people. They've been in the business for years. But the problem is with the business is it makes you so bitter and nasty and green-eyed. And because people fuck you, there's no loyalty really unless you're talking to the good people. Right? So they've just been constantly kicked in the nuts over the years. Right? And you can only take so many before you become one of them. Do you know what I mean? How many kicks you had? I've had loads, but I, I will... <laughs> listen, I think Listen, I think if I stayed in boxing till I'm... You know, Aram's 90, right? Warham's 70, or whatever he is. Fuck that. <laughs> and that's why I respect him as well, by the way, because they've, they've stood the test of time. Right? They've been up, they've been down, they've been in and out of business, but they're still going. But fuck that. Mate, the, what you think I want to just keep coming and talking to you, things going wrong, explaining myself... Falling out with people, arguing with people, people, you know, untrustworthy people. Like, 
you know, loyalty is everything, everything. And if you're with us, we will never let you down, never let you down. And, you know, but maybe because I'm green. Do you know what I mean? Not green-eyed, but green, you know, I've been in the business for 10 years. I've been around boxing for 30 years. But I haven't yet been tainted by the green-eyed brush of boxing. Not yet. When I get it, tell me to get the fuck out because that's not enjoyable for life. You know, I look at Bob and I look at Frank's interviews and I think, mate, just go. You should be on a beach. Do you know what I mean? You should be on a beach with a cocktail and go, I've had a great run. But instead, you're angry, right? Your things are leaking into your mind every day. You, you're, you're, um, you know, you constantly think people are trying to screw you and they probably are because it's the game. But you're paranoid, right? And you're miserable. Fuck that. Go. Let, let, we've got Francis Warren and George Warren. You know, we can get on well there. Let them go. Let them, give them the, give them the chance now. Get them, let them go. And Bob especially. Yeah. Bob's unbelievable. Unbelievable. 90. And that's why, you know, I would always, I don't have to like these people, but I respect, I respect the grind. I respect the hustle. But mate, you know, don't expect to see me that age moaning to you on camera about some fucking kid or me, you know, who's coming in. You imagine me 18, oh, some bloke comes, some, yeah. that's why I would, if I was them, I would hate me, hate me. <laughs> because I'm just like them yeah. when they started and they over, overturned the system. It's the same thing. Yeah. And one day I might get to, you know, if I'm still here at 50 or 60 and there's a 30 year old kid who comes on the screen saying, Hern, fucking he's old, he don't know what he's doing. <laughs> You'll see me doing the same thing as him. <laughs> So anyway, but just, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 I'm trying to do something different in boxing. I'm trying to bring a different kind of approach. And, you know, I see people talk about, oh, he got played, he got this. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But my aim is not to play people or get played. My aim is just to make great fights and give fighters opportunities. So there you go. Quickly then, uh, change topic, but quick couple of questions. Quick, you can ask them quick as you can. Pacquiao Spence, your thoughts? Good fight, good fight. I mean, come out of nowhere a little bit. I mean, Pacquiao, we was talking to him a little bit about a few fights. Um, I haven't seen, I don't know if it's officially announced by, I haven't seen Spence talk about it or no. PBC, but I'm guessing it's happening. Uh, good fight, really good fight. Um, I think Errol Spence, too too young, too fresh, too big for that fight. Going on to Lewis Rensing against Ponce. Ponce, the IBO world champion. Is that on the line? Yeah. Is that on the line for this not, fight? Not for a final eliminator. Right. So this is to become the mandatory for Josh Taylor. Really tough fight. Ponce, I think he's 27 and 0. Um, sold out straight away in Newcastle. We only had 1,000, but we wish we had eight. But it's going to be good to have fans back June 12th. Big fight for Lewis Ritson. I mean, the, the fight of his career, really. And it's a really good fight. Um, Obviously, we're talking about Chantel Cameron. She wants that Katie Taylor fight. Could that, is that, yeah, is that a, a fight you can make? Big fight. You know, I, I want Chantel Cameron to become undisputed at 140 really quick. Talking to Lou DeBella about trying to put these champions together. But Chantel Cameron against Katie Taylor, big fight. You know, I'm trying to reach out to Lou to try and get this Serrano fight finally done for Katie. She'll be back in September, early September. But I think if we can get Chantel undisputed as quick as possible, give her the profile to make that the fight it deserves to be. This is a great op op opportunity for her fighting in Vegas. And I'd just like to say as well, one thing that I'm trying to do more and more of, and there'll be some, you know, some big announcements moving forward, I want to give our fighters the chance to box all over the world. Like, you look at Chantel, you look at Waldy this week, you look at Ramla, 
they are like this this is this is such a massive opportunity for them not just an opportunity to grow their profile internationally seemingly Ford's going that way yeah yeah it is but that's what we want to start doing and, and you know not just an opportunity to grow their profile but the experience of a lifetime to improve as a fighter to gain more experience you know and Martin Ward I want him to win so bad on Saturday just just to say as well because I know a lot of UK fans watch this fight Tune into this fight on the zone at the weekend because what we're trying to do is we're always trying to do we're going to bring you Ramler Alley, we're going to bring you Martin Ward against Fuzili, we're going to bring you Jason Quigley in a really good fight against Shane Mosley, Chantel Cameron. Now those fights will start from 2 p.m., 3 p.m. It's about 11 p.m. UK time, so we want to put the UK fighters on earlier. So if you are staying up for Haney Linares. You can watch it, the Brits go early, or if you just watch them and then come back and catch up with Haney in the morning. It's the beauty of the zone, anytime, any place. So one thing we try and do more and more of, and at every US card now, we'll have a strong UK contingent. And probably similar in the UK, in the UK as well with the US contingent and prospects. So it's something, and that's going to expand to Mexico, Australia, Canada, all around the world so we're the platform of, of fighters but for me the u.s experience for our fighters you know and you look at those fighters coming through who i want to bring here to fight joshua boatsy's already boxed at madison square garden he should be looking at the u.s anthony fowler big fights out there for him connor ben will fight in the u.s soon lawrence acoli you know katie taylor's been doing it for a, a long long time terry harper you know, I'm going to find out her name. Shannon Courtney. You know, she's going to fight Rachel Ball. I'd like her to fight out in the US if she wins that fight. So many more. Joe Caldina, Felix Cash, Ted. Ch you know, all these guys can be in big fights in the US. We have the shows here. We have the platform to do it. And it it, it warms my heart genuinely to see Waldy and Ramla and Chantel walking around with the teams, going, I can't believe this. I'm fighting at Mandalay Bay, and that is the beauty of what we do to be able to allow fighters to do that. And that is going to continue to grow globally. Well, that's it. But one final question. I know you gave me stick at the start of this interview, but how did you find this interview, Ed? It's actually quite good. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't go in too hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Coogan, you know, I know you guys get a little bit of stick for being a bit too friendly sometimes, but you do, you do the right amount. You ask the questions. He's a bit, you know. Marcus, yeah. Yeah, he, he likes to go in a little bit, doesn't he, Marcus Villegas? Do you want me to go in a little bit harder with you? No, just chin him. No, I like Marco Vallegas. Set up the fight. It's a YouTube. YouTube fighters are making money now. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy. But no, all good, mate. Tune in to the zone this Saturday. Early on, as I said, the UK fighters coming through and a brilliant main event with Haney Lilaris. There we go. Ed, as always, thank you so much. And the weigh-in starts in about 20 minutes, I think. So um, let's go. Cheers, mate. See you soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.